Here's a message from Ken Lavica. I'll be honest. I know sports talk radio is a cesspool of piling on and pettiness and sticking it to people, but maybe, just maybe, there's some guys we're just a little unfair to. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken Lavica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. I'm ready to acknowledge that maybe I'm part of the problem, okay? I'm going to try and be, for the first time in the year and a half of this show, the, the bigger man. And I'm going to try to acknowledge that maybe I'm just not as right as I always think I am when it comes to individual athletes, coaches, etc. How long this lasts, I don't know. Could be five minutes, could be 50, I have no idea, but I'm going to try, okay? That is my that is my promise to you, is I'm going to try. Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3, the free ESPN app, and on your smart speaker, and a John Levine accident attorney studios, downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers, off of the hot and uncomfortable and muggy intracoastal radio life partner, Friday Night Light, Stone Labanowitz, runs this catastrophe until 2 o'clock. Let's just get right to it, okay? I woke up this morning to Twitter, as I typically do. Here's my morning, um, so I don't want to brag, but I'm going to kind of give you an insight into why I'm so fit, okay? So the alarm goes off at... Uh, Stone, do you know Do you know what time the alarm goes off for you? Mm-hmm. 4.45. Perfect. See, the man listens. The man <laughs> knows me. 4.45, Ooh. alarm goes off. Bam, okay? Now, typically what I do is I'll, uh, I'll, I'll snooze a couple of times, so I'm up out of bed finally around, oh, I don't know, five after five, okay? Today was Wednesday. That means six and a half mile run. Bam, done. Uh, 52 minutes, done, okay? So there's the workout for the morning. Get back into the house already. The girls are starting to stir. They have the second day of school today. Get them ready. Feed the dogs. I have the five-month-old puppy. All she wants to do is eat the 10-year-old big old dog. He's trying to defend himself from the bullying of the five-year-old puppy. Wife is working out, staying fit, staying tight like that. What's up, girl? And so uh, get all the uh, get everything ready to go for school. And they're out the house, okay? So then what I do is I get on the old phone, and I get on the old bird app, Twitter, okay? And one of the first things I see is Dolphins Twitter is furious. I mean incensed at outgoing Sun Sentinel columnist, my good friend Omar Kelly, who is heading to the I Am Athlete podcast to hang out with Ryan Clark and Brandon Marshall and all the various celebrities that they have on the podcast and on Sirius XM Radio. Omar, you can send that publicity, that publicizing check in the mail. Thank you very much. I command $500 as a talent fee, okay? <laughs> so, Omar Kelly was talking with fellow Sun Sentinel columnist or former fellow Sun Sentinel columnist Dave Hyde on a farewell Zoom yesterday. And Omar Kelly was talking about Tua. Now, this is without any context. I'll give you the context after. But this was the clip that had Dolphins fans absolutely maniacal. I mean, ripping TVs off of walls, throwing through windows angry. It was Omar Kelly making a comment about Tua Tungavailoa. I'm out, I'm out the door now. Tua's a weirdo. His teammates look at him as a weirdo. Tua is a weirdo. His teammates look at him as a weirdo. One more time, Stone. Let's hear that one more time. This is the Sun Sentinel farewell Zoom. Uh, Omar Kelly on Tua. I'm out, I'm out the door now. Tua's a weirdo. His teammates look at him as a weirdo. That clip, Stone, is how long? Five seconds? Literally five seconds. Five seconds on the dot, okay? That. That has not only Tua's trainer, who loves to get on Twitter and defend Tua, okay, but that five-second clip has absolutely taken over the Dolphins' storyline for today. Absolutely taken it over. Dolphins fans are angry because someone has said something that doesn't seem that savory about Tua. 
By the way, at this point, that five-second clip has 29,000 views on Twitter, 114 quote tweets. It's been retweeted 57 times. Dolphins fans are angry. Listen, I defend Tua as much as anybody, but I also wanted to understand what Omar was talking about because I didn't want to fly off the handle. You know what he was saying in context? Is that Tua is not what you would typically consider the leadership personality in a locker room because he doesn't get in guys' faces. He can be a little bit of a dork. He's a little bit nerdy. And you know what? That's okay. Omar Kelly also, if you listen to it in context, said that he thinks Tua can be successful. He thinks Tua can be a good quarterback. Tua is a weirdo. That's something that if he hasn't become so polarizing or hadn't become so polarizing where you either have to support him or you think he sucks, we'd be able to take that in stride and say, oh, yeah, he's weird. Did you listen to his playlist that he played during training camp practice a couple of weeks ago? That was eclectic. That was all over the place. What a weirdo. But because we're so either two is great or Tua sucks because he's been treated unfairly, in my opinion. It's going to cause a five-second clip where Omar Kelly says Tua is a weirdo. It's going to cause Dolphins fans to fly off the handle. Nothing about that is incorrect. Nothing about that from Omar Kelly about Tua is, is unfair. But why does it cause that reaction? Because almost from day one, Dolphins Media had a love affair with Ryan Fitzpatrick, okay? From day one, Dolphins Media loved the beard. They loved the personality. It was a crap Dolphins team, so he was the one bastion of coverage where there was some positivity and some interest around it in a Dolphins rebuild. And then when you get a top-five quarterback like Tua is coming off of a major injury, an unconventional lefty quarterback who's a bit undersized, There's going to be the naysayers right away who say, I don't think he has it. Why would they take an injured quarterback like that? Why did they pass over Justin Herbert? It's almost like from second one, Tua was having to play catch-up in the court of public opinion before even playing a snap. And then he gets the job from Ryan Fitzpatrick. And from there, Brian Flores, no relationship with him at all. There's the constant looking over the shoulder and the whining by Ryan Fitzpatrick. "I, I didn't see this coming. Dude, why did you think you were still on the team when Tua got drafted? To be the placeholder until Tua was ready to take over. Okay? So then, you come into last year, Brian Flores, Tua still not talking, still a problem. Tua has 17 offensive coordinators. I don't know who told him to throw a hitch into the end zone in Las Vegas for a safety, but that's not Tua. That's one of the 17 offensive coordinators we had last year. No offensive line in front of them. That causes the media to continue to pounce. The sports talkers on first take. Two is great. Two is sucks. Two is great. Two is sucks. Who's going to replace Tua? Is he going to be the starting quarterback at the end of the year? Should they go get Tom Brady? Do they need to draft another quarterback? All of this stuff has been talked about, bandied about. Tua has been dragged through the mud for damn near two years now. He gets treated unfairly. And it's that treatment that causes an innocuous statement from Omar Kelly, Dolphins a weirdo, to turn into this nuclear bomb of retaliation today. Tua gets treated to me the most unfairly in sports of anybody. And it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Do you want him to be better? Sure. Can he be better? I think so. I hope so. I'm rooting for him. But I do know he gets no favors whatsoever because it's trendy to crap on him. It's trendy, it's clickbaity to crap on him. Tua Tungavailoa, to me, is treated the most unfairly in sports. Who gets treated the most unfairly in sports, period? Which individual gets treated most unfairly in sports? It could be a player, it could be a coach, it could be someone in the front office, could be, hell, a member of the media. Who gets treated the most unfairly in sports? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. Another reason I bring this up, Stone, is because we have someone who thinks he's treated so unfairly that he is suing a media member mm-hmm. in golf. 
Patrick Reed has filed a lawsuit against the Golf Channel, the PGA Tour, and Brandel Chambly saying that they have defamed him. Think about this. You have a professional golfer, Patrick Reed, former Masters champion, now on the Live Tour, who has filed a lawsuit against, I think, probably... What would what would you compare Brandel Chambly to? I don't know. Uh, Brandel Chambly Stone. Who would be the the? He's the golf equivalent of what? What would you say, Stephen A. Smith? I think he's probably got a bit more cachet. He's annoying, but he's got a bit more cachet than like a Skip Bayless, right? Yeah, I mean that's a happy medium. I think those are two bad examples. I think we could dig a little deeper than Stephen A. Smith and Skip. Bayless. I'm just spitballing it here, okay? <laughs> but I do hear you, and I, yeah, he does have a little more cachet. He's he he is the the on TV analyst of golf, okay? Like right. he's the one that he's the one that moves the needle. He's the one that creates the controversy. He stirs the pot. Okay, that's his job. But he's getting sued by Patrick Reed now. This lawsuit contends that the defendants, Brandel Chambly, PGA Tour, Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, the defendants have been, quote, conspiring with the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour and continue to use the same and or similar tactics to defame other live players and live. Reed says he was, quote, constructively terminated from the PGA Tour, forcing him to join live golf. Now, the tipping point for this, and by the way, Brandel Chambly, also in this lawsuit, uh, he has called Patrick Reed a liar and a cheater before. Uh, Not just before, for years. For years, but notably, notably where he got a two-shot penalty for readdressing a ball in a bunker in a tournament two years ago, three years ago, I should say, that cost him two shots. And if you look at the video, um, there's, there's amateur video of it. He definitely was cheating. He doesn't like that it was pointed out that he was cheating. Stone doesn't think that Patrick Reed was cheating. Patrick Reed, same guy who doesn't have a relationship with his family at all, didn't invite them to the final day of the Masters when he wanted at Augusta. Uh, he has uh, a reputation of being kind of a pud. Oh, hold on. I don't want to get sued by Patrick Reed. So he thinks, though, he's being treated so unfairly that he is going the litigation route. What really put this over the top, though, is Brandel Chambly, after those three PGA, former PGA Tour golfers, live golfers, sued the PGA Tour to try and play in the FedEx Cup playoffs last week. They tried to file a restraining order over uh, against the ban the PGA Tour put on them. They lost. And so Brandel Chambly, when discussing the judge who made that ruling, said on the Golf Channel, quote, golf won today, murderers lost, end quote. Now, Brandel Chambly was referencing the Saudis and the Saudi money. Course. But what Patrick Reed is trying to say is that he and the live players were lumped in like they were murderers. No, anybody with a brain knows that that's not where Brandel Chambly was going. Was it disingenuous from Brandel Chambly? Sure. Was he calling Patrick Reed a murderer? No. Okay. Patrick Reed, though, thinks he's treated very unfairly. I think, too, is the most unfairly treated individual in sports. Maybe it is Patrick Reed. Maybe I'm wrong. I think Stone's trying to make a case for Patrick Reed. I think Stone thinks Patrick Reed is treated unfairly. I do. He's actually one of the guys that I had on my list because I knew the words cheater. But for, but would you, come out. you fight the weirdest battles, man. I do choose what I don't consider weird battles, but I, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> we're going after Patrick Reed's family life? Like, who, who are we? Who are we to go after this guy's family life? And now that I think about it, Brendel Shambly is the Skip Bayless. Like, like he's the, the, he's the designated pot stirrer. He's the one always doing this kind of stuff. And I don't think as fans or viewers, we know enough about Patrick Reed, obviously, right? Like, we don't know these guys' lives. We don't know these guys' personalities. But we go off of years of narratives being built. So whatever Brandon, Brandel Shambly and a rest of the, you know, golf media puts out there, cheater, liar, no family, that builds up for three or four years, and then all of a sudden somebody who has no clue mm-hmm. about Patrick Reed, you sit next to him at the bar, he comes up on the TV, and the guy looks at him and goes, man, that fat guy's a cheater, you know? Yeah. He don't know a damn thing about Patrick Reed. You know how many, how many uh, you know, 
It, it, it's just, it, it's hard for me to wrap my head around that kind of stuff. Well, good. I'm glad that Patrick Reed has a one-man army in Stone Labanowitz. <laughs> one in, wow, what a, well, I tell you what, you are, you're aligning yourself with just the most savory of characters, Stone. <laughs> I'm just saying hold off a little bit instead of following these guys' leads. Well, you say that, that Brandel Chambly, the golf channel, is the Skip Bayless of, of yeah. golf. Let's, let's discuss someone who I think, and I bag on him plenty, and this is where I want to acknowledge, I understand I'm part of the problem, right? I'm a symptom of the overall problem being treated unfairly because this is a, a business where you have an angle, you make a point, you want reaction, you're trying to support said point. I, I understand that sometimes I come off as petty. Sometimes I come off as spiteful. I can come off as hateful at times. I understand that. I get that. <clears throat> and one of my targets has been LeBron James. Oh, One of my targets has been LeBron James Stone, <laughs> and you know that. Um, but Skip Bayless going after Bronny criticizing a play where he had a highlight jam in an exhibition game and going after LeBron's kid with a tweet was really weird. Like, that's goofy stuff right there. And that's where LeBron, he puts himself in the middle of a lot of situations, but no matter how successful he is, no matter how many championships he wins, no matter what he tries to do for communities, both in L.A. and back in Akron and across the country, because he is vocal, because he's not afraid to get in the mix in a variety of different ways, because he can be corny at times, because he can come off as egotistical, he gets treated real unfairly compared to what he actually is and has meant to the game and has what he has meant to communities as a whole. So much more impactful in the community than Michael Jordan was. I grew up idolizing Jordan, grew up in Chicago, grew up a massive Bulls fan. Trust me, I know. I was around it. I saw it. LeBron James has done a million times more in his life than Michael Jordan has done when it comes to community initiatives, whether you agree with him and where he stands on society or not. When it gets to the point where a notable television personality is going after his teenage kid, yeah, I think it's safe to say LeBron James is one of those treated most unfairly in sports. I want to cry. That was beautiful. Yeah, hey, I, I'm, I'm supporting your guy, okay? And I, I acknowledge, that. and I know you appreciate, Stone, You know, I know you appreciate that I am acknowledging that sometimes I may be on the wrong end of this, okay? Who gets treated most unfairly in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Twitter is open, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 760-3776. Let's get to the phones. Let's start with Anthony in West Palm. Anthony is on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, Ant. Hey, what's going on, family? Uh, I appreciate you calling yourself out on LeBron. I'm not going to go there, but I appreciate you being on. I, 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 but it's, I it's stuff person. like this where, where Skip Bayless is going after Bronny. Like, there is absolutely no reason. What is he, What are you doing? Well, like, I it's mean, desperate. I mean, I mean I think Skip's doing what the media does, right? I think it's easy to, to point, you know, and say something bad about a young, uh, uh, I don't want to go there, but a young black male, it's easy to say something negative about him. We don't want to go there. Sure. I think it's sure. Lamar, though. Oh, yes. I think, yes. I think we, we don't, we're not giving, they're not giving him, obviously, I mean, we're talking about NFL. Uh, uh, MVP, a Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. We the media talks bad about his mom as if she doesn't know what she's doing. You don't think she's done her due diligence, you know, educating herself on what it takes to be an agent, you know, on uh, the the legality. Well, Anthony, even that, like, what if Lamar tried to rush into a contract negotiation before Deshaun Watson got his guaranteed two hundred thirty six million dollar contract? How dumb would Lamar and his mom look then? It's it's been the wise decision to hold off on committing to anything. Absolutely, absolutely. But I, but like I said, I mean, we know why it's being held out on, right? Where right. things not being treated. It's why he's outside of the top ten does, of quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I think you like him more than two. If you like two or more than you like him, I don't know why. Uh, but well, I uh, think that's unfair. Anthony, if you were to ask him oh, straight man. up who he thinks is a better quarterback and who he likes more, I, I think you're going to get the answer you want. Yeah, yeah. I uh, listen. Don't don't okay. confuse okay. don't confuse me okay. wanting to to succeed <laughs> with thinking the two is better than Lamar Jackson. Okay. <laughs> oh. Honestly, I think for the honesty. But like I said, I mean, we, we see it all the time. Yeah, the time Watson got his money and all those things, but he, yeah. Anthony, you're breaking up, brother, but we appreciate it. And uh, point taken uh, absolutely on, uh, uh, on Lamar. Lamar Jackson's a great one. 
And I think I'm being unfair to Lamar Jackson Stone by not thinking of Lamar Jackson being one of the most unfairly <laughs> treated players. That's a really good That's call. That's like Inception-level stuff right there. Whoa. <laughs> but what, what really sticks out to me when, when we treat Lamar Jackson unfairly or when these narratives are put out negatively you know, against him, I think it comes out of like a, a boredom. Like, there's not really much to talk about, so you're, like, reaching. Playing and the hits. You're, right. Yeah. You're like, I heard I heard coming in, I think it was Amber Wilson, and I don't know who she was doing the show with today in in place of Greeny. Yeah. Um, but they were having the, well, a Super Bowl help Aaron Rodgers legacy conversation. How many times have we rehashed that conversation, not only in the last three years, but over the last three months? Yeah, it's brutal. Because... It, this is Wednesday of the middle of training camp. So when in doubt, ah, Tua sucks. Yes, yeah, so, ah, so, Lamar is he top ten? Like that's the easy place to go to. Yeah, so obviously we all heard, and 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 we'll we'll give it to you guys later. But Aaron Rodgers call out his young receivers mm-hmm. right for the mistakes they made. A lot of drop balls, a lot of miscommunication. Doing it very publicly in front of the microphones. Yeah, which which you know I'll give my take on that later because I personally loved it. But that, <laughs> when you, when they played that audio, right. The, the the Nash didn't the media just goes from that conversation to oh Tom Brady wouldn't do that uh-huh, right that's right. not what that leader does right and you know how, is he going to improve on his playoff record I'm like yo whoa whoa what are we what are we talking yeah. about why what is that one does not have anything to do with the other why don't we get a guy who's been in the locker room who's played wide receiver to be like hey like when when my quarterback has said this this is yeah. how I felt this is usually what ensues after what are we talking and, about him losing an NFC championship game right. about and and if we're using the word unfair what Aaron Rodgers did to his young receivers and we'll we'll read it we'll listen to a portion of it and then read it verbatim cuz he went into some further comments about him uh, he wasn't unfair. No! Uh, you can argue, I suppose, is it unfair that he didn't keep it in the locker room? I don't believe in keeping it in the locker room. I think sometimes messages need to be sent publicly. And it's not like he was like, ah, these guys blow. Bleep them. I'm going with Alan Lazar. That's the only receiver I want. It's not like he did that. God forbid, you know, he calls out a 20, 21-year-old kid fresh out of college hey. who, who's not learning the NFL right. playbook in three weeks. God run forbid. Run, run the right run and catch the ball. That's it, man. That's all I'm asking of what are we? What are we talking about? Losing an uh, NFC championship game. What is this going to do to Aaron Rodgers' legacy that he's, he is demanding excellence from his receivers? Huh, what a jerk. If this is Go the, win a playoff game, Aaron. If this is the new Ken, I am in love with this. <laughs> Let's keep this rolling. Raymond is in West Palm. Hi, Ray. What's up, fellas? How are you doing, buddy? What to do? Oh, fantastic. So, here we go. You ready? Let's do it. Deshaun Watson. Oh. All right, I'm going to uh, – I'm just going to kick my feet up, and I'm going to let you uh, explain this. Deshaun – hey, listen, listen. Listen, this man has not been convicted of anything, okay? He hasn't been convicted of anything, but yet he is crucified through the media. He's crucified on sports talk radio. Don't compare him to He's Jesus, crucified please. on social media. All right. All right. So, <laughs> what, so this guy is the most talked about, crucified, villainized, you know, it's ridiculous, man. The guy hasn't been convicted of anything. Raymond, just because he wasn't convicted of anything doesn't mean that there wasn't significant wrongdoing. He has settled cases in civil suits. Uh, Listen, that- you know what I've learned? You know what I've, you know what I've learned over the years? Mm-hmm. That it's easier to settle than it is to go to court. Pay them off. Especially Pay when you off. get $236 million guaranteed after, count them, 31 sexual uh, uh, assault accusations. So... So why are we counting? Why are we counting this man's pockets? Why? Well, if we had an opportunity to make two hundred thirty-one million, we'd do it. Would you rather you count it? his pockets or yeah. count the accusations of sexual assault? Now I hear the counting they're his just, pocket conversation. I hear that. Listen, the man, the man makes two hundred. Okay, two hundred thirty million dollars. So what? If if we had an opportunity to make that type of money, every last one of, of, of us listening to this show, everybody in the history of whoever wants to work. We'll take that money, Raymond, okay, but Raymond, at the end of the day. Uh, totally, but Raymond, let me ask you something. Say, uh, this is about to be so cheap of me, but you go into, you have a family member, okay? 
Uh, she goes somewhere yeah. with with a man, and she gets uh, assaulted or, God forbid, raped, okay? But there's not enough evidence okay. for a conviction in court. How are you feeling about whether or not someone is innocent or guilty in that spot? That The person you know, who listen, perpetrated that. Listen, what if, what if uh, the moon uh, hits the sun and all of a sudden Earth is, you know, decimated because of... Uh, because the dinosaurs came back. Listen, that, that's a question that I can't answer. Interesting analogy. This is what we know. Okay. No, this is what we know, right? This is what we know, guys. We know that there were allegations made. We know that there, was set, there were settlements made out of court. The guy was never oh. convicted of anything, but yet he's crucified uh, in the media. He's crucified, and it's wrong. He didn't do he, – he, he oh. was not convicted of a crime. You were going to let he didn't do it slip. So, so I would understand three. Well, I would let. I would understand three accusations, right. right? Because we can't, you know, really trust, you know, without evidence. But thirty-one saying the same things verbatim it's of what he's done. To them, it, it's, it's proven. It's just stacked on. He, hey, let me ask. Let me ask you guys this question. They all have the same attorney, yeah. Yes, they do. Okay. Okay. So yeah. So. Listen, I, I'm telling all of my I'm telling all of my 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 plaintiffs, this is what we're going to say. We control the narrative. This is what you're going to say. This is what you're going to say. Repeat it to me again. What happened? So, yeah, they're all saying the same thing because they've been coached. They've been. Raymond, appreciate uh, your thoughts. So they've been coached. And I don't appreciate know. your thought. I like I appreciate you picking up the phone. Thank you. I don't appreciate. Let me rephrase that. I was being unfair. I don't really appreciate the thoughts. I appreciate you listening there. So I want to know. I, 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 I mean, Stone, I got to say, I didn't, I didn't see that name coming. I was hoping for good points, and I was really listening, and, and it was tough. Wait, I, 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 I do love why are we counting his pockets. I'm a fan of that argument. Yeah, sure. I'm a I, fan I, of that I love $236 million. Stephanie Prince. I like $236 million. And I like when someone says, you know, why does that matter? He got paid that mm-hmm. money because he's that good of a quarterback. But, you know, what, what are, my head uh, I'm really stuck on right now. He also is, got paid that money, by the way, after the uh, sexual uh, <laughs> yeah, assault know, allegations. If, yeah, so I'm just saying. Tinfoil hat. It's not sure. like, there's, it's there's not like we're, oh, they're coming after him because he uh, $236 million. No, that happened after. For that sure. after. I am a little hung up on how a human being, or or in this case a uh, a grown ass man in Raymond, can say that the attorney, you know, so you get into a room, right? You invite the thirty one women in, and you say, "All right, guys, here's the script. Here's what you're gonna say. Mm-hmm. You're gonna say, Deshaun Watson walked in with the towel, he whipped it off, right. and had an erection, and he started, you know, like, right, and then you know, like, and then come ju- on guys, now. just to just to top it off, mm-hmm. I want you to say that he ejaculated on you, okay? And then and then then you guys ready? You're gonna practice crying and right. then running out of the room. Right. You guys good? Hands in here. Yeah. All right, ready? Break. And the yeah. 31 women who right. have spent 30 years, 20 years practicing their profession are just gonna be like, yeah, yeah, this is this is morally like correct. Who were flown in from a handful of different states? Yeah. Like. Like, uh, but but don't worry, they were all coached in. They all came to one room, and they got coached up. Like Vince Lombardi, they coached he coached them up. Ugh. Woo. And by the way, Woo. I don't think it's possible for the moon to collide with the sun. I mean, I'm not a. I think yeah. I'm not a like a physics. You thinking gravitational novice, pole? but I don't think that that's possible. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> Metalink in Port St. Lucie. Hey, Metalink. Hi, what's up, Bob? It's been a while. Yes, sir. But, um, Good to hear from you, buddy. Okay. Yeah, um, my point is, though, I want to clear up last year. Last year, I said uh, Lamar was going to win the Super Bowl. If he wasn't injured, I don't know if you could play by the tape. You'd hear me say, if he's not injured. I remember. So this year, huh? I remember yeah. you so saying this that. Year, you remember me? I do. All right, but this year... Oh, okay, yeah, so he got injured. So now this year I'm saying he's going to win. But back to your question today, I think Giannis is kind of disrespected a lot too. You know what I mean? Who is that? I'm sorry, Menelik. Yeah, Giannis and Okonko. Oh, Giannis. Got the it. Giannis from Milwaukee Bucks. Yep, yep. Why so? Hey, right now he's the best player in NBA, and nobody want to give him the credit. Nobody. I don't get it. The, the guy is like uh, won the NBA without a super team. You know what I mean? So I don't get why he's not getting more respect. 
Uh, what I here's now, Menelik. I'm not arguing with you. I think that Giannis can make you can make the conversation. He's the best player in the NBA. I think he's definitely up there. What more respect do you? He's won an MVP. Um, he's won two of them, in fact, and so he's an NBA champion and a Finals MVP. What are you looking for? for do you want like more airtime, more first take, debating the merits of Giannis? What are you looking for? Mm. Yes, sir. That that's about right. Yeah, that exactly. I mean, everybody talked about Durant, and I'm, I don't know what Durant's done lately. Uh, so why is even Durant is more popular than him? LeBron is still more popular than him, and LeBron has not done anything recently. So well, I, I don't think Menelik, yeah, I see what you're saying, I, and I appreciate the call. What I would urge you to do, Menelik, is don't mistake the chaos of the NBA and players requesting trades and uh, trying to be disruptive. Uh, don't mistake that for for disrespect when the players who are happy with where they're at and comfortable with their team just have a normal offseason. Like, don't, don't mistake that for disrespect. Like, why would we talk about Giannis? Like, I could... If you want right now, I'll say it. Stone, you, you can back me up on this. Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the best players in the world. Agreed? Agreed. There's the respect. And, and what, it, what, what else do we say about Giannis? He's big. Yeah, and, and to Menelik's point, there, there are seldom headlines, I think, about Giannis. But when there is a headline, it, it reads, is Giannis Antetokounmpo the greatest player in the NBA or mm-hmm. the best player mm-hmm. in the NBA? They, I think that's respect. They have that conversation. Two think of the four it. people on the panel say yes, and they go on to the next in thing. This, so he gets it. In this NBA, for a big man to be considered the best player in the world, that's all the respect you need to know. And, right. and for people not to fight it. A big man in this NBA, in the modern era of basketball, Bingo. for a big man to be considered one of the best players in the world on the same level as a Kevin Durant. I hear it. That right there is the sign that he gets enough respect. I, Menelik, trust me. I'm with you. Giannis is awesome. All right? Breathe. <sighs> Real quick, before we, we take a break and we'll continue to take calls on this, going back to Deshaun Watson for a moment in that discussion, I thought that the point that was going to be made was going to be, why is Deshaun Watson, he's already been levied the most severe punishment in NFL history for sexual assault, why is the NFL... Uh, seemingly defying its independent arbiter and trying to tack on more to win the public relations battle. That's why I think it's unfair to Deshaun Watson. I would have gotten behind that because I've been trying to make that case that the NFL, they have an independent arbiter. They rule. She rules. She holds the NFL accountable for their lack of punishment previously. She sets finally a precedent the NFL has desperately needed in instances like this, but because it doesn't help Roger Goodell win in the court of public opinion. He's just going to do it himself. That's where I thought that was going. Not that uh, Deshaun Watson wasn't convicted of anything. People, I'm no legal mind. Okay, I'm not a lawyer. Never gone to law school. Have no interest in it. Okay? Respectable profession, though. Thumbs up to everybody who, uh, who has proceeded in that industry. Yeah, but big, big money. Yeah, big money, as Stone says. But um, just because someone isn't convicted of something doesn't mean that it didn't happen. And when you work in an industry or you have an employer who believes that even though you weren't convicted of something, but they know something happened and they've talked to people that you may have bestowed ill will towards and they know that it happened, guess what? It happened. Okay? Deshaun Watson, who has apologized finally for his actions, you don't just do that. You don't just settle 20 cases. 20! 20 cases. If you didn't do anything. If there wasn't serial misconduct. Okay? He wasn't convicted. It doesn't work like that in real life. Okay? Innocent until proven guilty or until you settle 20 civil suits. Who gets treated most unfairly in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. On Twitter, at KLV1063. Who gets treated most unfairly in sports? We keep taking your calls. We keep taking social media. When we return, it's a Wednesday edition. He's Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levicka. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> From the 
the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Dolphins practice right now. Javon Holland, two interceptions on the day. He is a stud. I mean, that dude is a stone-cold stud. Unfortunately, both of them were in the end zone, and both of them were from Tua. Come on, weirdo. That's three stone. That's three interceptions in two days in the end zone for Tua. Six on the day. Six, I... six and two days combined. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's why you practice, right? Right. That's why you practice, right? <laughs> Ken Levick alive on a Wednesday here on ESPN 106.3. I still think Tua gets treated really unfairly. Listen, I'm doing it right there though, because it is practice. It is practice. I am. I am getting squeamish. Over simple practice reports, who knows? Maybe they were practicing a drill where Tua has to scramble to his left and throw across his body. Low percentage throw, but maybe offensive mastermind Mike McDaniel wants something like that. And so uh, it's a tough throw for Tua, and he gets picked off by who's going to be a Pro Bowl safety. Maybe that's what happened. Also, unfair. I will tell you three weeks into training camp, this is probably their 23rd red zone you know, concept. Yeah. And so a lot of the same plays, a lot of the same route concepts Javon Holland has seen. It's about time, you know, a defense capitalizes on them. This is the time where you're going to start interviewing and getting putting the mic in a lot of these defensive players' faces, and they're going to say, hey, it's about time we, we get in front of another team. We're yeah. about at that moment in camp where we want to see other guys in different colored uniforms and stuff. So it's not unusual for the turnover rate to increase later on in That's camp. a good point, actually, and I'm not just being like, that's legitimately a, a good point, and I saw it a lot, too, um, uh, when, when I was covering the Dolphins on a daily basis. Granted, that was like John Buck and uh, Josh McCown. Who gets treated most unfairly in sports? Who gets treated most unfairly in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweet at us, won't you? At KLV1063. We have gotten to a tongue of Iowa. We have Patrick Reed, who has filed a lawsuit against the Golf Channel because he thinks he's treated uh, unfairly. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he gets treated most unfairly in sports. Um, Deshaun Watson, again, a name that I didn't think was coming. Deshaun Watson treated most unfairly in sports. Drew is in New York City. What's up, Drew? Hey, what's up, man? Um, I wanted to say is just that when it comes to Deshaun Watson, he gets paid $233 million. Technically, after all the things that he pays, through legal taxes, his agent, and everything else, he's not making that $233 million. He's probably making like $125 million, I would think. But yeah, but but you realize that's why the two hundred and thirty six million that number was so high though, because the Browns trying to compensate for what they knew the settlements were were going to be. Right. Now the people who I think I mean I, I don't like how people in the NFL get treated because I think they get they get special treatment. I mean, I went to school with Ray Rice. Now what he did was wrong and he got blackballed. Yes. I still think he's a great player back in the day. He got blackballed. But if I talk about people who also should have got blackballed, I mean, Tyreek Hill, he should have got Greg blackballed. Greg Hardy. Greg, yeah. And then I'm saying to myself, the new person, which was, what, last year, Alan Kamara. He's not going to yeah. get blackballed. Well, well, let I mean, me... These are people that are getting away with murder, and yet it's a little hush. I mean, James Winston even did it. Back then. Mm. Oh, Drew, let me tell you, and this is why, though, this is why I think that Deshaun Watson, does he deserve a severe punishment? Absolutely. Um, But this is why I can't stand that this goes back to Roger Goodell now, because Roger Goodell has put us in this place of punishment, inconsistency for transgressions off the field, and the point you made about Ray Rice, Ray Rice, he gets blackballed because he was on video. Boom. It was on video. And so... Roger Goodell felt the pressure and had to go that route. But when it comes to actually doing due diligence and a proper punishment for something that's not on video, he couldn't actually go to that place. And so that's where the frustrations lie with me. So is Tyreek Hills. Tyreek Tyreek Hills, um, the the wire receiver, he was on video. I mean, Drew Jerry Jones. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, why ain't they? Why ain't they? You know, in this situation. And then, uh, what's his name? Antonio Brown. Even though he's not there, he's gotten it too. But oh, he yeah. still gets away with it. Yeah. 
And yeah. I'm like, I, why, why? But like a person like you and me, regular people, if something happens like that, oh my God, we're going to get... It's you know, done. It's it's totally done. Phone. And Drew, appreciate the call. Listen, Deshaun Watson, it's serial misconduct. Okay? It's serial behavior. Going back to it, Stone, what did I say? There is no punishment too long for Deshaun Watson, right? None. Mm-hmm. None. But I believe in business contracts. I believe in a CBA that it should be followed between massive billion dollar corporations and those who work for that corporation, the NFLPA. The system of punishment in the NFL is being undermined. Case one. Deshaun Watson getting the six games is the is the stiffest punishment given for this type of misconduct in NFL history. Is it enough? No. But did a precedent finally need to be set? Yes. And the judge who's brought in as the independent arbiter set that precedent. Something that has been desperately needed in the NFL because Roger Goodell is all over the map. So what does Roger Goodell do? Oh, this is going to be a problem for me. This isn't going to look good for me. Uh, We're going to appeal and I'm going to go ahead and name my guy to hear the appeal and we're going to get our game anyways. That is not right. No matter how evil Deshaun Watson is, and he has exhibited serial, deviant behavior, what Roger Goodell is doing is slimy, it is slick, and it is wrong. And it's a, it, to me, to me, while it's not a violation of the CBA, it's a complete violation of the trust between an employer and employees. And it's not right. And nobody should trust Roger Goodell, of all people, to do the right thing. Okay? Nobody should be saying, ah, Roger Goodell, he's going to get this done because it's what's right. This is still a guy who's willing to derail careers for marijuana. Okay? Who gets treated most unfairly in sports? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. To Boca, we go. What's up, Devin? Hey, hey, Ken, what's going on? What's going on, brother? I good. I agree with everything the last caller said, but let's not make this a black issue. Remember the white players as well. Ben Roethlisberger, he, mm. he actually got his own reduced from you know, six yeah, to they four They negotiated games. down to and, four. And, and, exactly. And there, were, and there was rape, and, he, and his, uh, his wasn't allegations. It was factually proven mm-hmm. that he raped, that he was with, 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 that, with that person, underage person. Don't forget Richie Incognito. Don't forget that, that partner who beat up his wife from the Giants or whatever. Don't forget him. So when we speak about the NFL, the NFL has issues. Yes, and I agree with everything you said about Roger Goodell, um, Roger Goodell and everything the last caller said. But when you guys are calling the radio station and making your points, please include the names of all NFL players, not just black players who are out there, who the media is making it to, see, to seem like they are the face of domestic violence in the national. Domestic violence is something that... And, and sexual assault is something that affects all generations, all genres of people, all races. So it is not a black thing. The NFL is mainly black, yes. But do not forget these egregious behaviors by people of every color. Evan, that is and well in said. The NFL, and that's... In the NBA, in every And it... one more point before yeah. I leave. And, then and I, I just want there. to make sure, but before you make your point, I want to make sure that uh, that, that was completely unintended. Uh, we're not trying to ignore that or, or turn our back on that aspect. I think that's very important, and it's well said, Devin. True. And one more thing. These guys could do what they want with the NFL because NFL is king. You are not, unless we decide to stop watching NFL, which nobody in America is going to do, no. NFL is always going to get away with this. So we could stay and huff and puff and rough and do what we're going to do. They control everything. So what, what, what is it? We can, there's nothing that you can do. It is wrong, but what is the end result? You could be on the radio station and state all your amazing facts. The NFL bottom line is not going to get affected. You see when the bottom line got affected by Colin Kaepernick, what did they do? The sexual allegations and the women's voices is not causing them to lose money. But you see, when Colin Kaepernick was threatening the bottom line to make them lose money, you see what they did? They came down with an iron fist. Yep. So they can't come down with an iron fist. When they want to. Went to uh-huh. do it because it's all about money. Yeah. But continue. That's for the call. And they appreciate you. And, and then they can claim ignorance. Oh, well, the teams just weren't interested. I don't know what to tell you. 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. Who gets treated most unfairly in sports? Who gets treated most unfairly in sports? Joe in Jupiter. Hey, Joe. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Happy hump day. Yes, sir. So to speak. 
Uh, real quick on Deshaun Watson, and I have nothing I can say that hasn't already been said except for the fact that if he did what he was accused of doing, all those 30 or something cases, in my opinion, he should never do another snap in the NFL. Zeke got six games for way less a few years ago, and there's no place for that for players that play in the NFL that, that have done that. That's, like you say, that, that's a real serious problem that needs to be addressed off the field. But, um, I'll say that. And then I think, can I give a shout out or can I, can I give a call out real quick to someone? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Ernesto, where you at, brother? <laughs> it's been a couple of weeks. <laughs> NFC East fans, where you at? Yeah. I don't know if we have any commander fans. Let's get this thing going. Who's going to have the better record? Yeah, so Joe, let's recap this real quick because uh, just two weeks ago (laughs) we were we were we were taking calls, and I don't remember the main topic, but it it turned into a an an NFC East battle. Uh, We had the Eagles represented, Uh, we had the Giants represented, we had the Cowboys represented with Joe, and Joe called out Ernesto, and because Ernesto made the claim, Ernesto and Boyden Beach. Ah, I can see he didn't have any. Anything backing up this claim, but said, ah, I think the Giants are going to sneak in. They're going to win the NFC East. I, the Giants are going to do it. I believe. Go Giants. Go Big Blue. And Joe called and said, I'll make that bet. Cowboys fan Joe said, I'll make that bet. Called out Ernesto. And Ernesto, who's always ready to call in, has a point, has a take. All of a sudden went radio silent and has not gotten back to Joe and Jupiter. Joe, we need to rectify this. That's right. Haven't heard from him since. If we have, I haven't heard it. I'm not on every minute of your show, but I don't think he's called. And so we got about a week and a half or two. Let's get this thing going. All right. And the Eagles fan, I forget who it was that called in. Let's let's do it. Somehow get to get to the reins. I'm all in. All right. All in. The gauntlet has been thrown down. Joe and Ernesto, thank you for the call, Joe. Appreciate it. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. Eight 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 seven six zero three seven seven six. We we want. We're just looking. If, if you're going to make claims about the Giants, we're just looking for Ernesto to answer the bell. And Ernesto, I don't think he's scared. I don't think he's scared. He might be busy. He might be a busy man. Wait a minute. Is this is this him? Oh, there we go, Stone. Answering the bell. Right on no! cue. Ernesto in Boynton Beach. Ernesto, Joe's calling you out. Are you willing to... Ernesto, are you willing to are you willing to bet Joe uh, that the Giants might sneak in? That was your claim two weeks ago, and now we're on to what Tyrod Taylor getting the first team reps in Giants camp now. Uh, so Ernesto, are you willing to put money down uh, with Joe uh, a bet who's going to win the NFC East? Right, why are we talking here? Why are we talking? Well, that's what we need why to iron out. I don't want to just throw down a number. I want something you and Joe are comfortable with. So why don't we – let's continue this tomorrow. We'll have Joe and you on at the same time or sometime before the weekend ends, and we'll come to terms on a bet, okay? All right. But you know what? You, you, you know what bet, but I would like to say – I would like it – I want to put it out there. If we win, he has to put giant gear and get a photograph. I'll do the same because – I don't want my, my money. I want, I want, I want disgrace. I want. You want humiliation. Want, you want embarrassment. I want humiliation. Right. Yeah, I want embarrassment. Well, I want that. I don't want. All right. That's fine. Let's set the parameters sometime this week. We'll coordinate it with you and Joe. We'll get you on at the same time, and we're going to have a Giants-Cowboys battle, and maybe it's not winning the, the division. Maybe it's head-to-head. Maybe it's something along those lines, and that's how we'll go. Ernesto, appreciate the call. Uh, and I, I, it sounds like Ernesto's like on safari or something. Uh, what gets treated or who gets treated most unfairly in sports? 888-760-3776. Yes, sir. Coming in from the green corner. It's the big homie. 
Oh, oh, represent the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles. Oh, Big Homie, I think, wants to get in on this. Big Homie, you want to get in on this? E-A-G-L-E-S, <laughs> Eagles. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oh. Don't nobody want to hear Nick Foles has won more playoff games than the Cowboys since 1997. Cowboys, I don't want to hear about them. <laughs> Big uh, Homie. Commanders, commanders, trash. Giants, trash. I don't want to hear about none of them. Philadelphia is winning 11 to 12 games this year. Ooh, and I got $100 on it. Ooh, and ooh. I'll do whatever humiliation. Dumb dudes, dumb dudes will be wearing uh, Mike Mike Vick and Donovan McNabb jerseys. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't care about none of that, whatever they talking. I'm, I'm The big homie is with it all. Big homie coming in <laughs> The big homie is with it all. Corner. All right, homie, we'll, we'll get a hold of you. Hey, Stone, get homie's info just so we can make sure that we're coordinating this, this NFC East bloodbath, okay? All right. So uh, we appreciate big homie Joe and Jupiter, Ernesto and Boynton, big homie. Who is going to represent the commanders? Hey, commanders fans, come out of the woodwork. Show yourself. Have the guts to get involved in this NFC East mayhem. Do it. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I can't keep a clock. We are woefully late. Ask Steve's coming up in the 1 o'clock hour. He's Stone the Vanowitz Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Bust out your khaki shorts and your Birkenstocks because Jack Johnson's coming to town. Jack Johnson, famous soft rock and acoustic pop singer. He is at I Think Financial Amphitheater in West Palm this Friday, 6 o'clock. Doors are open and then the concert begins at 7 o'clock. Rain or shine. For tickets to see Jack Johnson at the I Think Financial Amphitheater, LiveNation.com for tickets. That's LiveNation.com. If you don't like your bank, come experience why their members love I Think Financial. For more information, visit IThinkFI.org. I Think Financial moving you forward. Jack Johnson, I Think Financial Amphitheater, Friday. Doors open at 6, 7 o'clock. Get your tickets, LiveNation.com. When we come back... Good Karma Brands president, Steve Politiner. He is the big brain of the show. We go to him for all of our business inquiries, our family inquiries, our pop culture inquiries. He is smarter than you, but listen closely. You'll learn something. It's Ask Steve's Steve Politiner, the president of Good Karma Brands, for his weekly segment. When we return, he is Stone the Banowitz. Friday Night Lights, I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.